Youngstown State, Herbal Essences, and too many cuss words to even mention. All that and more next on Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome back to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad, and it is game week. That Mighty Mighty Thursday podcast we do right before um, this weekend's coming game, uh, which this time is a nooner, uh, Youngstown State in the shoe, home opener for the shoe, Um, and I'm pretty excited, man, to have football back here in Columbus, officially in Columbus. What do you say, Davis? Yeah, man, opening game uh, at home, finally. Uh, get to see one in the shoe. Um, it's been a few years since I've been in the shoe, so we really need to make plans again to get some tickets and, uh, and get to a game, or at least tailgate or something, because uh, I need I need a fix of getting back in the horseshoe. Well, I'm hoping that one of these days, if I keep paying on my house long enough, they'll give me a second mortgage, and then I could buy two tickets. Okay, yeah. That's I mean, about uh, what they cost these days. Or... Uh, yeah, I don't know what I I agree, dude. I like it's it's re- getting ridiculous how much things cost nowadays and how little my paycheck keeps going up every year. You notice how funny that is? Oh yeah, everything's going up but my pain, my self-esteem. Yeah, and those are <laughs> one's going down, one's just <laughs> remaining the same. You you guess which one it is. Yeah, no kidding. So, let's go ahead. Uh, I know it's not a big time matchup, but I think this is going to be a very intriguing game because Obviously, what happened last week and a lot of the sentiment from Buckeye Nation is a lot of disappointment in what we saw. And so I think this is an intriguing game because I think there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Now, whether or not we're going to get them fully answered this week, I don't know. Um, I think we can get a better idea, but you also have to look. You know, We're now at home and we're playing an FCS team. Uh, a team that we've played, what, two or three times prior. I mean, they're blowout games. It's not expected to be put up much of a fight uh but you know there's still some things that we want to see out of this game you know what i mean i do but can i be honest with you i'm scared aren't to you say, aren't you always yes i'm scared to say what i think is going to happen because i'm telling you what right now after last week and what ryan day kind of did um i really don't know what to expect i'm going to be totally honest with you i what happened last week i didn't expect um, but also, I don't expect that we're going to see the same thing we saw last week. So I'm kind of up in the air about exactly what kind of game plan and what kind of personnel uh, sets we're going to see out there. Well, I think this is a, a, an important game for Ryan Day. And it's an important game because he has got to get these young players on the field. And this is a perfect opportunity to get them almost half a game of experience or hell, rotate them into a starting lineup because you're not that worried about winning this game. So you don't need to be having your starters out there for over a couple quarters, to be perfectly honest with you. Sure. Would we like to see us put up 70 points? Absolutely. But would I be content putting up 40 some points uh, and keeping the starters fresh and getting young guys out there and getting experience? I mean, we have tons of freshman wide receivers, freshman linemen. 
Um, and not necessarily freshmen, but just young, inexperienced players, especially on the defense, too. We didn't get a big uh, amount of rotation in with some players that we hope to see, uh, especially uh, C.J. Hicks. You know, I I really want to see a better rotation and get those starters out of there early, like, you know, probably by halftime or within the first drive or two of the third quarter. I mean, yes, and I agree with that sentiment, but I also can't hate on the people out there in Buckeye Nation who believe that these people just need reps. You know, we want to see our depth and everything like that, but we kind of, you know, a lot of people feel like at this point in the year when you got Notre Dame coming up in two games, we didn't really get a solid performance. I mean, offensively anyway. Defense is another story. But offensively, we didn't really get um, what we expected in week one. So now people are saying we just need to perfect what we have, and the, the starters need to get as many reps as they can. I mean, I kind of agree with both sides of that. Yeah, you bring up an interesting point because, I mean, if I'm going to say – because Ryan Day did admit that Devin Brown is going to play this game as well. Now, of course, that was a bunch of horse crap last time. Even though he may have had different intentions, it's not the way it's uh, it panned out. But he says that they're both going to get playing time. And my assumption is at least this time uh, he's going to make a better rotation in the first half. So I want Devin Brown to get a fair shake. Listen, am I on the Devin Brown train? Maybe. Is it based on a lot of faith in what I've heard and lack of not seeing anything? Sure. But I also know what I saw on the field last week and how sluggish and bad everything looked. And, you know, I, I think we deserve to see what our other option is. Someone that apparently is neck and neck, I think we deserve to see if this kid has a chance to, you know, lighten this offense up and make it look a little more flashy, a little better, have a little more upside. I'll take a little bit of consistency issues if this offense could look more electric. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it, I'll say this, though. I've come to the point now, you know, we used to talk about Tress all the time, like that he was a politician when he spoke. Dude, he has nothing on Ryan Day. Ryan Day is the Ryan Day could feed you a turd to make you think it's filet mignon. That's just how he is, man. He talks and he talks in circles sometimes and he says a lot, but really doesn't say anything. You know, I watch all the time, like, you know, when he's on the radio, um, he was on today, as a matter of fact. And you just listen to him, man. He'll be on there talking for 45 minutes and not tell you shit about anything. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh -huh. And I thought Jim Trestle was bad. But the thing is, Ryan Day is way more, like, charismatic about it. And he's, like, more lighthearted about it. So, like, you actually think, like, that you're learning something. But then afterwards, you're like, the hell did I just listen to for 45 minutes? I know nothing else than when I started this, but I still listen to the whole thing. So to be honest, dude, I really don't know what Ryan Day is going to do. And I'm kind of to the point with him where I really kind of take what he says at face value because I think there's part of him um, that is all about the game plan. Like he's such an intense coach that I think he's really only going to give you so much whether or not he believes it or not. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I'm I'm indifferent about how I feel about how he handles all of this stuff. I mean, on one end. You know, I really do like Ryan Day. I like his presence. I like his demeanor. You know, I really like him as a coach. And obviously what the product he's put on the field offensively has been great. I mean, to be perfectly fair, we've been spoiled the last four or five years with his offense. So, you know, but like like you and like, like a lot of other people feel like I'm so tired of being left in the dark about so many things. And then – when we want an explanation, even after the fact of things that have happened, I still feel like I get a very generic, bland answer that doesn't really answer anything. Now, oh, does yeah. he does he fully owe us, you know, an in-depth 
reasoning behind things? Not necessarily, but he has to understand we're we're the biggest fan base in college football. You saw that thing on Twitter, right, where Sports Illustrated came out with biggest fan bases in college? Yeah. And Ohio State is number one with over 11 million people in their fan base. So, you know, there's a lot of hungry, angry, upset fans, you know, that want answers. And when you continue to deny them, it, can, it creates this kind of animosity a little bit. Like, you know, they, I don't know a lot of fans that are just kind of ho-hum about Ryan Day. You either really like him as a coach or you're really starting to hate him. You know what I mean? And he's kind of vilifying himself, I feel like, just by the way he handles this stuff. Now, is he still winning on the field? Most of the time. Has he struggled against in some bigger games? Yeah. Has he actually competed well in big games? Yeah. But Ryan Day is just, I don't know. I, his story still yet to be written, but, you know, my personal take on it right now is, I don't know, I'm, I'm starting to get flipped a little. I get irritated with this stuff. Like, I wish he was a little more forthcoming. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, I don't know how I'm supposed to take some of the stuff that he says um, and then kind of reneges on. It's hard for me to kind of swallow. And also, dude, you already know, you and I have talked about it. The injury thing really pisses me off. Timmy's leg was ripped off in the third quarter and it's laying in the middle of the field. And they're like, coach, I heard uh, Timmy lost a leg. He's like, I don't know, man. We're going to have to check tape. Uh, we got a lot of trainers here that are very skilled here at Ohio State University, and we're going to be looking into the thing. But, you know, we're not saying that he's out or anything like that. But he's close to being back. He's Yeah, he's close to being back. He's close to being back, yeah. I know his leg well, was detached, and it's got to be reattached, but still. Yeah, he, he's close to being back. We'll, we'll let you know. He's, he had a great week of practice. Yeah, just come on, dude. Like, <laughs> damn, do you think anybody's not game? Like, what does he think? They're like, you think he can get that leg swung back on for next week? If he does, we got a game plan for Timmy, god dang it. You know, we don't even know what Timmy could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what if they let it's Timmy just out there so, with one it's leg? It's just hilarious because it's absolutely true. Like, it's almost it's almost laughable sometimes. Now, I Reggie have to Ray give Reggie Ray stays in the game. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what it takes. Reggie Ray stays in the game. <laughs> He's taped to two other linemen, and they're just walking him to the line. <laughs> so, all right, let's try to – I mean – I'm not expecting this to be I, – I, I've not done my research on Youngstown State on what kind of defense they play, some of their players. I I, I did listen to a, a podcast where they did interview kind of a beat writer for Youngstown State, and they got a couple – I mean, they feel like they have a pretty good offense. They got some good wide receivers, a good quarterback. Uh, their defense is not very good, so it pretty much should be whatever we want on offense, but we'll see how that goes. Um. But again, I mean, it's just it's going to be a complete uh, inferior opponent. And the funny thing is, I guarantee a handful, if not most of these Youngstown State uh, football players are actual Ohio State fans. So in a weird way, they're really looking forward to this game just to say they got a chance to play in it. You know what I mean? It's an in-state opponent. And, you know, just imagine like you're going to such a small school like that, but you get to go play a game in the horseshoe. Like it's got to be cool for those kids. Absolutely. Um, what I know about Youngstown State is that they did put up 52 points last week. Um, Again, and was I know it Valparaiso? Yeah, I know they're playing nobody. I get that. Uh, but still, dude, it takes, you know, to play another football team and put up 52 points, it does take some kind of skill set. Um, and one of the things that jumped out at me uh, was their running back. Um, and his name is King. What the heck is his first name? Man? Oh, Tyshawn. Tyshawn yeah. King. Um, you know, he averages 10 yards a carry, man, right now. 11 carries, 111 yards, and two touchdowns on the day, averaging 10.1 yards a carry. Um, you know, that's something that you can't really scoff at, dude. 
I would no, take that I, all day, every day. And I, I think it's I think it's a decent challenge for the defense. I mean, it's not like we're playing Iowa's offense. You know, we're playing, you know, whether or not they have better athletes or not, at least it sounds like they're a lot more of a well-oiled machine and an opportunity to continue to challenge our defense and give them valuable reps going into much steeper competition later in the season. I just want to see, for me, the biggest thing in this game, I want to let our hair down, dude, all around. Let's let the hair down, dude. Let's let some plays out of the playbook. Like a I Fabio don't care. novel? Exactly, dude. I want some hair. I want this to look like a freaking Herbal Essence commercial, dude. I want people moaning. I want balls thrown all over the field. <laughs> <laughs> I want it as Herbal Essence as it could be. <laughs> and, oh, my uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's, let's let's bring the dogs out a little bit, man. You know what I mean? Like let's let's throw the ball some. Let's work on some plays that we don't get to do in a game that you wouldn't put in the Penn State game. And let's see what it, you know what we really got, what we're working with, man. And uh, you know, I'm just really hoping that that's what Ryan Day kind of kind of feels too. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to think. I mean, I re- I really have to believe that Ryan Day is really smart and really good at what he does. And as much as we really want to open stuff up, I think he really believes against opponents like this. If he just plays good, sound plays, you know, things that are still fairly basic, that it can still look flashy as long as you're executing them. So I'm not anticipating anything crazy because I still think, you know, especially with some new quarterbacks, the less he can put on tape leading into that Notre Dame, Notre Dame game, the better, you know, so that way we can still kind of have some of that, um, that surprise factor going into uh, South Bend. But, you know, I agree just in the aspect of maybe not as much on the play calling, just because I don't think it's realistic. He's not going to open up the playbook like crazy, but for the players to play more free, you know, I've, I feel like everyone played except for the defense played really tight. Um, even, I went back and watched the game again, and I was even watching a lot of the wide receivers, you know, even Harrison and Abuka, and they just, I'll be honest, weirdly, it looked like they were kind of disinterested in a way. Like, I didn't see them flash like they did at the end of last year or the majority of last year. I mean, I saw Julian Fleming looking like he was trying to earn that role of the number three spot. Like, he he played well. Cade Stover played well. Um, Chip Trinum played well. And that's a whole other thing. You know, I mean, where Ryan Day said Trey Trey's still the number one guy, so maybe they're still seeing good stuff in practice. But from what I saw last week, Chip looks like he should be running back one. I mean, he does, man. I, I can't I can't take anything away from the kid. Like, I told you from what we saw in the first game, I feel like he has a little better vision than Travion does right now. Um, and I'm not saying he's the better athlete all around or anything like that. I just think right now he's seeing the field better than Travion is. Now, is that enough to make you the number one guy? Probably not after one game. Um, but like I said, I just... I, I want Ryan Day to roll with the hot hand. I hate to say it like that, but hey, man, if Fleming is the guy today and he's catching five balls and he's unstoppable, don't stop giving him the ball. If Travion's a guy, give him the freaking ball. Like, it doesn't have to be. This is not freaking second grade, you know, T-ball, you know. Give the guys who are hot the ball. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And you got to keep Marvin the game, dude. You have to. And I'm hoping that we see some more of that this game. I think Ryan Day, after all the crap he's taken this week, is probably going to let it all loose. That's what I really think. So, actually, that brings up an interesting point we haven't really talked about yet. But I believe that because of the opponent, 
Um, this is a great opportunity for Ryan to relinquish the play calling to Brian Hartline. And I think there's a very good potential, maybe not all game, but for a good chunk of this game, Brian Hartline might get the call. And it'd be interesting to see if that ends up being the case, what the offense actually looks like under him. Uh, because I seriously doubt going to South Bend, he's going to relinquish that. And Penn State and Wisconsin and some of these other ones, like, you know, I feel like he's going to try to work Brian Hartline in as the season goes along. And this would be a great opportunity to give him an opportunity to do that. Well, here's my thing, though. Is he going to tell us if he does? Yeah, I think he will. Because he was on us. You and I both said he took it over in Indiana. So I don't see why he wouldn't be honest about that. Yeah, well, he was kind of honest in it. Like I said, kind of and kind of not. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the thing about Ryan Day is that I feel like I'm not going to say they're lies. I'm going to call them half truths. Like, he gives you a piece of truth enough to make you draw your own conclusion. He's not lying to you, but he's not telling you everything. And, you know, I I really don't know what we're going to get. I kind of hope it's Brian Hartline. I mean, he hired him to do a job. And if I didn't get to do the job I was hired to do, I'd be pissed. No, you wouldn't. Not if you're making over a million dollars a year. I I check that. I check that statement. You're right. Um, I'll take the money. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'll take the money, sit there and shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Gladly. But no, I understand what you're saying. You know, at some point, and I guarantee this isn't like a big surprise. This guarantee that when he was getting ready to promote Brian, that that discussion happened saying, listen, this is the ultimate goal. You will take this over, but it's going to be a process. We're going to be breaking in new quarterbacks, new offensive line. You know, I will work you into this, but understand this is still kind of my offense until it's fully handed over to you. But it, but it will be like an ongoing thing. So I guarantee there's been conversations that this isn't like something new that Brian Hartline's all of a sudden butthurt because he's not getting to call plays. You know what I mean? No, he's not. I think you know at the end of the day, Brian Hartline got what he wanted. He got oh, to stay absolutely. Home. He got a promotion. Um, he's going to get a chance to be an offensive coordinator at one of the most prestigious universities in America. And, um, you know, and if he does well, that that could open up other opportunities down the road at Ohio State that maybe he never even dreamed possible, you know, like head coach or something. Yeah, usually ne- usually next step after O coordinator, especially these big schools, is head coach. I mean, if you look what uh, Nick Saban's doing down in Alabama, I swear to God, he just pumps out, you know, offensive uh, coordinators that turn out to be head coaches at other big time programs, you know, yeah. and it's not been as big at Ohio State, uh, but still, I mean, you know, Kevin Wilson now is uh, head coach uh, head coach at Tulsa. Um, Tom Herman went off to Houston and then to Texas. Uh, Ed Warner, wherever that bastard is, I hope he stays there because he was a horrible <laughs> offensive coordinator. But, I mean, they, that's kind of the next step. So whether he even enjoys play calling or really wants to do it, he understands that's the next big step to an ultimate goal of a head coaching job. Now, do I think down the road that's going to be Ohio State? Man, that's kind of a stretch. Because after what we've kind of gone through with Ryan Day, even as a special as special of a coach as I think he is, he's had a heck of a lot more coaching experience even leading up to it than Brian Hartline has. And I don't think, you know, whoever our next coach may be into the future, I don't know if it's a good idea. It's another first-time head coach. See, here's the thing, man. I don't know. I kind of lean towards Fickle if that position ever become available because I feel like he's put his time in. You know, he put his time in at Ohio State, okay, and then he went to Cincinnati and he earned his stripes. Now he's got a bigger job in the Big Ten, so he's coaching in the Big Ten. You know, he's proven to be successful. He's developing a recruiting base all around the country. And you know what? When that comes available, like he understood that he had to leave in order to come back, and he's put his time in. If he's successful – 
you know, at Wisconsin and that job becomes available in the next couple of years, you know, I, I feel like you almost have to give him a shot. What, I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. I just think I find it absolutely hilarious that we haven't even played our second game of the season. We're already somehow wandering off into coaching changes in the future. I mean, well, if that isn't thing, being – if it isn't being a spoiled I Buckeye up, fan, then I don't know what is. Give me 60 seconds about this. I'm going to rant on something for about 20 seconds, dude, and tell me what you feel about it. Because well, 60 there's or lot. 20, you've given me two options. Well, either one. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so everybody knows if you – unless you've been living under rock that, you know, uh, Kirk Herbstreit kind of ripped the fan base this week. Also, Cade Stover kind of ripped the, the fan base this week. You know, basically saying that, you know, Ohio State fans are a bunch of idiots. You know, sitting in their mom's basements, you know, complaining and all this stuff. And whatever they do and say doesn't affect us. And uh, I'm going to say something, man. Everybody's kind of like, man, I agree with Kate. I agree with what he's saying. And I agree with him, too. But what are we doing? Stop taking what this fan base is and and trying to destroy it or make it like, you know, less what it is. Let's be totally honest, dude. Twenty five years ago, this fan base was the same as it is today. The only difference is social media. Right. Now everything's at your fingertips. You think grandpa wasn't bitching about the defense over breakfast with somebody? He was. Okay, you just didn't hear about it because there was nothing There was nothing for him to post it on. Now there's social media where everybody can get behind a keyboard and rip any player they want to all the time. So it seems so much worse than it is today. But I hate that everybody is so down on the fan base because we sit around and talk about, talk about this stuff. That's what I love about college football. It's what I love about Ohio State, man, that we get to sit around and have these conversations that nobody else can hear. They're not meant to hurt any players. They're not meant to upset anybody. They're meant for us that are passionate fans to get out there, talk about our opinions, laugh, and sometimes cry because it's Ohio State. And you know what, man? And enjoy this thing that we call football. And I just I'm getting really tired of people getting all over the fan base, dude. And it's really starting to annoy me. So a lot of people will side with Kate Stover and Kirk Herbstreit about what they said, and I'm not saying what they said is wrong. I'm just saying, man, they got to back off the fan base a little bit, man. I'm, I'm getting a little bit tired of it. That's well said. I mean, you don't realize as popular as Ohio State is is because of their fan base. You know, obviously they've had success over the years in their storied program. Don't get me wrong, but like anything else, none of these sports or teams would matter if there wasn't a fan base to watch them. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we essentially, because of all of our viewership, get them those TV deals, which there in turn gets them the million dollars to pay all these coaches and these nice facilities and to give these kids opportunities. So, you know, even though, sure, I can understand there's a few bad apples out there that are constantly negative about everything and completely unreasonable. But who cares? Because it's the fan base that still is part of that 11 million that shows up for you every single Saturday through hell or high water. And you don't realize that when things go really well, you improve a lot of people's lives in a very drastic way. And I'm not, and I'm really not overselling that. Like when Ohio state plays really well, dude, that whole week, man, I just have a better week. Like, even though it was a struggle against Indiana, man, my week has not been, it's not been the smoothest sailing week. Like I really hope we come out and look just super dominant. Like when we beat a big time team, um, when we're, you know, kind of riding a high, dude, I feel like I'm on a high, you know, it's, it's very important for this fan base for a lot of these people. So, 
Yes, are you going to have to deal with a few unruly people? Sure. But I still believe that the majority of real true Ohio State fans, even though they want to voice their opinion, are still really intelligent. Yeah. And the only difference, like I said, the only difference is that today you have Twitter, you have social media, you have all that stuff. So it's a lot easier to put it out there for a lot of people to see. But these things have always been this way. I'm sorry. Every single time, even before when I was a kid growing up, go to a family gathering, go to a barbecue, go to something like that. Somebody is bitching about Ohio State football. It could be anything. It doesn't matter. But it's just always been that way, man. That's just what we do. It's a passionate fan base. It's a fan base that cares. And, you know, I, I just don't see the point in completely bashing them. And you know what? It's really put a really crappy light on me for Kirk Herbstreit because, you know, he constantly – this is like the second or third time he's come out against Ohio State fans – but that has nothing to do with our fan <laughs> Jesus base. Christ, you're on a roll today. I'm just saying, man, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of that guy. I can't. Like, he is the, he's got to be, like, the worst Ohio State alumni I can think of. Like, Jesus, man. Like, at least at least Desmond is an idiot, but he's a he's kind of, like, a lovable idiot because he— At least he's you know, still a homer for his own homer. team. He's a homer, yeah, to a certain point. You know, you know, all these guys that were on the uh, broadcast all the time, man— you get Katzenmore up there, Spielman, all these guys are Ohio State homers. Kirk Herbstreit feels like he could just wipe his ass with the program and throw it in the trash. Like, Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> Man, we've kind of gotten a little off topic, which is okay. Because to I be completely you. honest, it, it's hard to kind of pregame you know, a Youngstown State matchup. Like I said, I mean, this, is, this game is really more about us than the opponent that we're playing. Uh, just for the storylines that we have coming into the game, for the importance of... You know, making a vast improvement from game one to game two is such a key part of this, you know, any team season. And since we still have a lot of question marks, you know, I'm excited again to watch this defense play. Um, And I'm sorry, just, you know, biasly, I want to see Devin Brown get into this game, get in early and just look special, look different and really give the fan base, the coaching staff, announcers, analysts, the team, everyone that thought that, hey, you know what? Maybe this is the guy. Now, I'd be more than happy to admit I was wrong if he comes in and it's just not really clicking and Devin, and then Kyle McCord comes in and is really flashing it up. At that point, I may just say, listen, I understand it's one game, but at this point, maybe we ride with Kyle. You know, I think either way, you will hear me get behind whoever we end up going with, but I'm still going to be hypercritical. Either way, as I'm sure you will be and everyone else be, everyone else will be. But I just really, really want to see Devin Brown get in this game and see what he's all about. Truth be told, man, I'm I'm kind of getting tired of getting bagged on for having strong opinions one way or the other. So I've really decided that I'm going to go into this game, you know, without any expectations. I'm just going to watch and see what happens. Because you know a we lie. can hell no. It's. I mean, now during the game, I'm probably going to say some of the most ridiculous things you've ever heard in your life. That's to true. You. <laughs> and that's true, too. Yeah, to you. But, you know, I've decided I'm trying to go into this game with no reservations, no expectations, and just kind of let the season play out a little bit like it is. Now, as we approach Notre Dame and things start to tighten up a little bit, yeah, I think I'm going to be a little bit, you know, more colorful about the stuff. But for this week only, I've decided I'm going to go in and just kind of let things play like they will. Yeah, so um, before we start getting into a score prediction and our prop bets, give me one – what is the one key thing that you think is going to be a factor 
in the game. Um, not necessarily like I'm saying this is going to turn the game one way. I mean, I guess it's not really a factor. I guess the one thing that you're looking forward to the most that you think is going to be impactful, like a big takeaway that we're going to get from this. I think, like you said, I think we need to put this quarterback battle to rest, no matter which way it goes. Um, if there really is a battle to begin with, it needs to be put to rest. Um, I really don't want to see it leak into the third game. I'd like to see, you know, whoever the guy's going to be to get all the reps he can in the third game. And I want to see this defense stay strong, man. Like, I love the resurgence of the quote-unquote silver bullets. Let's see it, man. I hope they only give up three points all year. Yeah, they, they definitely have uh, more of a flash to them. Not just the way they play, but if you listen to them when they're talking at press conferences and practice and stuff, they got a, that – they got that stank about him. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, they're, I like, they're, like yeah, the yeah, they're talking that crap and kicking right in the chest. Crap and <laughs> I'm loving it. I feel like the confidence is there. I feel like they all finally understand uh, the way Jim Knowles is coaching and uh, they all look like they're playing fast. They're playing excited. They're playing together. And man, I, I really think, you know, it's, it's going to be such a shame. I'm not trying to turn this into a negative real quick, but doesn't it feel like every year there's like one thing that kind of keeps us from it while the other part is national championship level? I swear to God, I'll be so pissed off if we have a national championship style defense this year and the offense costs us. Like, oh, Jesus Christ, can we ever get it all together in one season? But it's still early. We still have the opportunity to. Uh, we'll just kind of have to wait over the next few weeks and see. So let's go ahead and do our uh, prop bets first, and then we'll finish with our score prediction and send them home. Right. So. Uh, you are currently leading for the year two Say to one. Again. You <laughs> are <laughs> rewinded if you want to hear it again. I'm not saying it. <laughs> um, but we have picked three more for this game. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I really feel like I'm being risky at the beginning of the year. I feel like I'm taking <laughs> some undue risks at the beginning of the year, especially with this game. But you know what? You never know. Um, first one is. Will Devin Brown score two or more touchdowns in this game? Not just score a touchdown. Will he score two or more? And I said yes. And again, I know that's – I don't know what kind of playing time he's really going to get, how often he's going to get on the field. But I just – I feel like this is Devin's last attempt, you know, or, or not his attempt, but this is the last attempt to, like, judging by how he's going to play, if he's going to have a real crack at it, he's going to have to be putting up some numbers in this game. So – I'm hoping that happens, so I go with two or more. Chad is for one or fewer. Now, let me explain it real quick. It's for the exact reason that he just said, but in opposite, in that I don't know how much playing time he's going to get. Um, I think Devin's capable of scoring six touchdowns if they leave him in long enough. I don't know how much long he's going to get, and I don't trust what Ryan Day told me because he's already fooled me once. So that's why I picked uh, the ender. Go on. And, that's, and that logically probably is what might happen. I mean, maybe – Devin gets one crack at it or a couple cracks at it. And, you know, and that's Devin Brown scoring a touchdown. So he could be in the drive and doing well. And then gets on one yard line and hands it off, you know, and I don't get any credit for that. Yep. It's not touchdowns while Devin Brown is the quarterback. It's how many will he score either throwing or running. True. So, you know, I, I took a little bit of a risk on that one. Next one I think is kind of a big, actually, I think these are all big risks, but I said I think the defense will not give up a touchdown the entire game, and that's even including garbage time. Um, that doesn't include if we throw a pick six or special teams touchdown, but as long as the defense doesn't give up a touchdown, um, I will win that point. Chad obviously says 
he thinks we'll give up at least one, possibly in garbage time. Yes. The final one is, will we have a 100-yard rusher in this game? And, again, taking more risk. I said no. Chad said yes. And the partial reasoning behind this one is, I think it's more important that we work on quarterback play and passing in this game. Um, really try to get that in sync since they may not have a great defense. It's a really good opportunity to get both quarterbacks and passing in. And also in the fact that we have three legitimate backs out there that could all be starters. And I think they're going to get some rotation. So unless one of them houses like a, you know, 60, 70 yarder, um, I'm really hoping they all stay under a hundred. I hope they all three have 99 yards. That's cruel, man. That's cool. <laughs> it's selfish, I know, but listen, I'm starting to trail and I feel like I'm not feeling super confident in my picks this week. So I could be looking at being down one to one to five real quick. And that's gonna be tough to come back from. I know we got a lot of weeks, but man, if you start start falling behind, you gotta start sweeping some weeks to catch up. I don't know, man. I mean, last week with the field goal, I think we both thought that you got me. On that one, I even thought about it on game day. I was like, "There's no way," but here we are, bud. <laughs> it happened in the fir- it happened in the first quarter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they kicked it over 40 yards in the first quarter. I was like, "Crap!" There went that one. But yeah, last year it seemed like every year you were like winning all the prop bets till the fourth quarter, and then the fourth quarter happened and they all turned in my favor. Oh yeah, it was like something stupid every time. I used to laugh about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to be honest with you, I'm still hurt even side for that. Thinking about seeing someone, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's too expensive. It costs too much money. That's why you just try to self-help. Yep. And that, and that never works. Nope. All right. So uh, let's go and do our score predictions. Um, why don't you go ahead and now, I, what is the spread? I think it's like 42. I don't even know what the over-under is in the game, but I would imagine it's probably close to the 50, 60 mark. Um, again, I don't know if Youngstown State's going to try to take a page out of Indiana's book and try to hold the ball with the clock run down, try to shorten the game up. But I think we both can agree we're expecting a blowout here. So why don't you go ahead and give me your score? This was really tough for me because, um, you know, people say, if I was a betting man, well, I am a betting man. Not a good one, but you are one. Not a good one. I didn't say I win. I said I bet. Okay. <laughs> and, um, dude, that spread is huge. Based on what I saw last week, okay, um, and, you know, I know that's not indicative of the entire year or the team, but it's hard for me to not want to take the points on this. It's really hard for me to not do that. Um, and I think if I was betting money on FanDuel, which I may or may not be, um, I think that uh, I would probably take the points here, and I am probably going to go ahead and do that myself. And I am going to go – 45 10 Buckeyes. Okay. And I wouldn't be displeased with that. Uh, it's not really, I'm not really looking for a particular score to be pleased in this game. I'm just looking to see some more consistency to actually see the offense look explosive. You know what I mean? I want to make it clear. Um, I want to be pleased. Oh, God. I guess <laughs> we're talking about football here, man. Jesus. Well, you've been talking about moaning. You've been talking about like you getting pleased. You brought up pleased. herbal essences, man. I I'm did not. Rewind it back again. You brought up herbal essences. Listen, dude, don't put your stuff on me. I said something. Influence. I said like a Fabio novel and you went like Vidal Sassoon on me. Listen, let me tell you something. Don't talk about that. Don't even talk about Vidal Sassoon in my freaking presence again. It's herbal essences or death, buddy. Listen, That's I'm it. bald. I don't I don't shampoo anymore. I just use soap, so I haven't bought shampoo in years. 
couldn't tell you. <laughs> All right, man. So give me the give me the score, bud. Give it give it to um, me. I am feeling um that we definitely get some things figured out. I think Devin gets in the game. I think he flashes. And I think the defense continues to hold up their end of the bargain. I am gonna go with fifty eight six. Wow. Buck okay. eyes. Fifty-eight six. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of points, bud. It is a lot of points. So you think they kick two field goals? We score fifty-eight points. Well, fifty-eight is kind of a weird number. I don't know. Maybe we go to somewhere. How do we get that? Oh, we we have three field goals and seven touchdowns. So that's right. Yeah, I mean that's Christmas. I th- I think we win by fifty in this game. And that's confidence, dude. I honestly now listen, wouldn't be it, mad at Eaton Crow. Yeah, that. listen, I, I'd be happy with less than that. Like I said, as long as it just looks better on the field. Um, I don't think there's any way we score that much, and it doesn't look good. So I just we'll have to wait and see, man. I mean, I really don't think we're underselling, you know, how much better we should be than Youngstown State. But I just need to see some some good throws, some athleticism, some electric plays. Uh, some build some confidence, you know, because Western Kentucky, even though it's going to be another, you know, easy game, it's still going to be more of a challenge probably for our defense. But that's our last crack till we go to South Bend. And, you know, it, at this point in time where I sit, my confidence level going into that week is a lot, a lot lower than it was preseason. So I need to see more to start building my confidence. I agree, man. Um, and hopefully that Western Kentucky game, because, you know, they're going to throw the ball. Um, hopefully that's going to give us a little look also into, I mean, obviously it's not playing Alabama, but still it's going to give us a a look into what our secondary looks like, um, you know, and what kind of coverage packages we're looking at as well. So I'm kind of excited about that. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our website. Uh, we just got that started up uh, several weeks ago. We do share a lot of uh, stuff on there, and we'll also be giving uh, some important messages and things that we see on there. And some cool cool stuff, but check it out. It's dtipodcast.com. Uh, and, of course, we still have our Facebook page and our Twitter pages. So if you haven't already, go on over there. Give us a like. Uh, give us a shout. Give us a holler. Let us know what you think. And again, you can catch all of our episodes on all major streaming services. Anything you'd like to finish with? Yeah, I'd like to thank Herbal Essences and also Johnsonville Somerville Sausage uh, for this podcast and just everything that we've. Uh... Man, the amount of free advertising we're given. <laughs> just, just imagine. <laughs> Last week was Lion Kugel, Lazy Boy, and uh, Rogue. <laughs> this year, yeah, this one is. Vidal Sassoon and shampoo and <laughs> Vidal Sassoon, herbal essences and Johnsonville sausage. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find three more. We'll find three more to do next time. Yeah. That might have to be our new thing. Let's just find the most random thing and just give them a free plug. Yeah. You today's, never know. We Today's show is brought to you by. <laughs> yeah. Today's show is brought to you by Jumbo Smooth Office Depot paper clips. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. All right, man. Well, it was fun. Hopefully we have a great weekend. And, uh, of course, you'll catch our episode probably uh, the beginning of next week, and we'll cover that game. And then on to the next one. So until next time, guys, go Bucks. O-H. O-H.